and welcome to the Overnight Mom podcast. I am so glad you're here. I began this podcast as a way to share with other people my tips, tricks, and ideas that I have for being a mother in today's crazy world. I have two children, a seven-year-old stepdaughter and my son, who is a newborn. He is three and a half months old right now. So I literally became a mother overnight as soon as I got married and then very quickly after that had my little newborn boy and things have been going a lot more smoothly ever since. At first it was quite the adjustment and there were so many things that I have learned along the way and that I continue to learn each and every day. I really believe that each day presents a new learning experience as a mom And you can never stop learning, never stop growing, and never stop improving. So I would always love to hear your ideas that you think of when you are listening to the podcast or you just think that they might be worth sharing to the other moms here. Please send me an email at theovernightmom.com, T-H-E-O-V-E-R-N-I-G-H-T-M-O-M.com. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And in today's episode, I am going to share what I have learned from going a month without water. You heard that right. A month without water, having a seven-year-old and a newborn. We survived it, of course, but I learned a lot about gratitude and appreciation along the way. So all of this occurred in September and early October. Now, when I say that, you may be assuming that I had the loss of water as a result of the hurricanes. And no, I did not. I am from a completely different part of the world. However, I did want to take a moment to say that I have been praying for all who were in the path of the hurricanes. And watching it from afar was very difficult to see. And it has been great, though, to see all the different people who have come together and gone down to help and to rebuild those different areas and different communities. And I know it is still a work in progress. So know that if you or somebody you love has gone through this, I am continuously praying for you. And I know that that situation is a lot different than mine. Maybe we were both without water. However, at least my home was not damaged and I had electricity and my community wasn't destroyed and all of that. I didn't have to evacuate. So I I realized that this is a very different situation. However, though, it, it was kind of interesting how the timing worked out where the time that I was going through my experience just so happened to be the same time a large part of our country was experiencing a similar thing. And that immediately called to mind to me the fact that I really should be grateful because as I said a few seconds ago, I was really upset because I didn't have water in my home and luckily I didn't have to leave my house. My house is still intact. I still had you know, many other things to be grateful for. And so right off the bat when I was going through this, I thought, you know what? There are people all over the world, but even in my country, that are experiencing this. And so it reminded me that we do not know 
what is going to come our way. And so as much as every day we wake up and generally we have our basic needs met in this country at least, you know, our food, our water, our shelter, those are all in place. But literally at any moment, those can be taken away from us. And that is a bit of a scary thought, of course. Initially, I was scared when I thought of it like that. But it's also a reminder and a beautiful thing because it is a reminder to me that each moment that I can lift up the little uh, faucet handle on my sink and water pours out, that is a gift. And so it reminded me of all the other gifts in my life. So when I called to mind those things, I became even more appreciative and filled with gratitude. For instance, having a son who is right next to me right now, who is healthy, strong, thriving, to have my health. And at the current moment, I have a bit of a cold, which is unfortunate, but it could always be so much worse. And as moms, I think sometimes with our hormones and just all the stuff that's being thrown our way, we have this immediate reaction to a lot of stressors in our life where we feel like it's the end of the world, but really it's not. And I am totally guilty of this. Probably the most guilty of this is having this it's the end of the world mentality when something doesn't go the way that I assume it should go or something is stressful or different than I expect. But it's amazing that when even more from you is taken away, what a dramatic change that is in your perception of stress or a real problem, a real emergency. Now that's not to say that small things going wrong isn't a big deal when all your other needs are taken care of because it is. I think sometimes it's easy for certain people to say, well, you have food, water, and shelter. You shouldn't be complaining about anything. And for the most part, that is absolutely true. But at the same time, different things happen. There are smaller problems that do cause us real stress and put a real strain on our daily living. So how do we attack those things? How do we get better at being able to remember that some of these smaller things that don't go our way? For instance, the other day I was uh, waiting for these people to assemble furniture for my seven-year-old. And they were taking a little longer than I anticipated, which was okay. So I sent her to stay up at the school until I could be available to pick her up because I didn't want to leave while these guys were in my house assembling things. So, and then she had to go to a costume party and I looked at the invitation one last time and I realized not only was it a costume party, but it was a birthday party. And she had not mentioned this to me and kept referring to the party as the costume party. Oh, the costume party. So I had no idea it was a birthday party too. So at the last minute, I'm already behind on my schedule for the day. I'm already going to be late to pick her up. But then I find out I have to go buy a present for her friend. And then on top of this, it was also a costume party. So I had to get her ready in her costume for the costume party. And all of this was happening at once. It was unexpected. 
and it was stressful. And before my water situation, this probably would have made me extremely upset and frantic and panicky. But in this case, even though I was a bit on edge, I was able to handle it a lot better and be reminded that this is not a big deal in the big scheme of things and to just let it go. Let the time go by and roll with it instead of trying so hard to be on time because at the end of the day, it's a birthday party. Whether she's there right on time or a little bit late or if she can't make it at all, it doesn't make or break the party and it's not the end of the world. It's not even worth exceeding the speed limit to get there on time. It's really not as big of a deal as it can seem. Side note, I totally just realized I never explained why I didn't have water. So here is what happened without totally boring you on all the specifics. Basically, we purchased our home and the water was coming in with slightly lower pressure when we would use a ton of it. And for instance, if we were power washing the driveway, that is pretty much the only time I really noticed the pressure not being so good. But for general use, uh, turning on the kitchen faucet and whatnot, it was fine. But then again, we were not living in the home, so it's a little more difficult to tell in that circumstance. But the only other thing we noticed was that the tubs and toilets that were in the home were being stained that orange color. So we figured the water was hard and we wanted to get it checked out. So we called a water company. They came out and said they could fix all of our problems. We'll have clean, purified drinking water and we can run it in all different rooms in our house. They're going to give us the top of the line system. It's going to be great. So of course, we didn't want to pay that type of money. We're talking thousands of dollars here, but we needed water. So we said, okay. And we used up the last of our house budget on this water system because we needed water. It was a basic element of life. It was something that is a need instead of just a want like furniture or some cosmetic stuff in the home. So we purchased this system and a few days later, after we got this fancy extensive system, we started getting mud and sand pouring into our home. So you would look at the bottom of the toilet and you would see a little pile of sand. When you would run the bathtub, there would be sand in there, gray, muddy, shale, in our water. So that was not exactly expected. So we called back the water company and they said, oh, it'll just take some time to adjust. And then it turned into, oh, you just need to replace the filters more frequently. And there was always this little band-aid they kept telling us to do. Now, replacing the filters seems like a small, easy fix. However, each filter is $50. And if you are replacing them over twice a month, that is excessive and expensive when you just paid thousands of dollars for a water system. So anyway, what ended up happening, now we don't have city water, we have well water. We ended up needing to build a new well. So we dug the new well and now our water is great. 
and we do need a softener system now on it, but that's the next step. It has been a huge fiasco, a huge stressor in my life, in our marriage even, and so it's nice that things have calmed down a bit, but it was very stressful and crazy. And the thing about it too is, not only did it involve our water supply, but it involved our finances. So that's why it was really a big deal because the whole situation with the original water company, they were messing with our finances and our water supply, which caused a great deal of stress for my family. And meanwhile, through all of this over the past year, I was pregnant with my baby and then we completely lost water about a month and a half ago. And that's when the month of no water began because we didn't know that we needed to dig a new well and we had to have some well companies come out, test everything, see if there was anything they could do. So that was the whole fiasco and I am so sorry if you have encountered the same predicament. However, I do like having well water. City water is a lot easier but I think it's cool that the well is on our own property. We don't have to pay for our water usage. So I think there are still benefits to it despite going through this huge fiasco, but that's just me. And my quick tip for you, if you are purchasing a home with a well, you need to ask for a well inspection in addition to your regular house inspector because apparently they are two different things because our home inspector did check our water and test it and didn't find any bacteria but he didn't test the strength or quality of the well. So that's just one thing to consider that might make your life easier in the long run if you are purchasing a home that uses well water. Okay, so a few more things I learned from the experience I would like to share with you. And the first was how much I love my family and friends and how supportive they are when we are in a time of need. My family and Mario's family let us come over to wash our dishes, to take showers, to collect drinking water in gallons, and that was a huge help. And our friends made several offers for taking showers or using their water whenever we needed it, and that really meant a lot to know that we were supported in that. And it also served as a reminder to us when we hear somebody going through a situation that is similar, that we can reach out to them and help them by offering our supplies, our water, whatever they are in need of that can help them and help make their life easier. I was also reminded of the importance of clinging to my husband in times of trouble. Things can get stressful and tense fast when you are in a situation where you don't have water or maybe you're having financial troubles or there's a loss in the family, whatever big stressor it may be, my husband always loves to remind me that we are on the same team. When things start getting where we're a little bit tense with each other, as soon as you remember that you have a unified goal, a unified purpose, you're in this together to love and support each other, it makes everything else run that much more smoothly. So just make sure whoever you're with, you are on the same page with them 
and you remember that you're not fighting against each other and to not let the stress that you are undergoing trickle its way into your life and your relationship. Help it make you become more unified so you can come out stronger and be able to handle more situations together in the future. And finally, through this experience, I was also reminded of a verse from scripture. It is in Luke, but also in Matthew, and that's the one I'm going to read right now. It is, let's see, Matthew 13, 12, uh, but I think it's also in Matthew 25, 29. Oh, it's in Mark. It's in the Gospels. So anyway, what it says, and I am reading this. I pulled it offline, and it's showing from Matthew 13, 12. And let's go to the hmm, New American Standard Bible. Okay. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has, shall be taken away from him. And I've always heard that verse and never quite understood it, but after going through this no water experience, it really drilled it into my head. Basically, the way that I am reading it is that when you are grateful for what you have and you appreciate that and you view it as a gift from God, he is going to give you more and you will have that abundance. But if you are given something and you do not have that gratitude and you're not very grateful for it or you don't appreciate it or thank God for it or don't really care, even the things that you have will be taken away. And so it's not just about how much you have or do not have. It's more about your appreciation and the way that you view it as a gift from God. And that to me really stood out because I'm thinking, okay, I have so many amazing things in my life. I have my children, my husband, my house, my family, uh, my health, all these things. And I totally take water for granted. I totally take electricity for granted, for heat in my house for granted. But I was not actively being grateful for each gift in my life. And so even my water was taken away. And it was taken away, not forever, but for that time, for a very specific purpose. And even though it was a sad thing and not good, it helped me grow in my faith, grow in my relationship, grow in my love for my children, because I'm reminded that each day is a true gift. Each good thing that we have is a gift from God. And in today's society, the way it is, nobody likes to acknowledge that. They like to say that everything that happens to us is just pure coincidence. Sometimes it's good things, sometimes it's bad things. However, I believe and know that it's all very intentional and everything is all about drawing us closer to God. And in that, we end up growing closer to each other, to our families and communities, and life is just better when you view it as a gift and something that is very intentional. So I hope today's show reminds you about the importance of staying close to God 
staying close to your family, particularly your spouse, but your children as well, and remembering that each moment is a gift. Each good thing you have is a good gift, despite the bad things and the stressful things that may sometimes feel like they dominate our lives. So I would like to challenge you. The next time you experience a trial, big or small, but in particular, I'm thinking of experiencing one of those moments where you're getting ready to go somewhere or have people over or do something that's somewhat trivial and it still stresses you out though. The next time you are encountering a situation like that, to just take a moment, walk away, go by yourself, away from other people, and think of five things about your day or your life that you are grateful for and take that moment and focus on how great it is that you don't have to worry about those five things and see how it improves your situation and your day. Do any of you have any tips on how to be more grateful in your daily life and to not let the small things or big things get to us? Leave a comment at theovernightmom.com, our website, or send an email at theovernightmom at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Enjoy your week.